Tonight we begin the beautiful Yom Tov of Sukkot, um, which really is Sukkot, and then Chalamayid, and then Hishan Rabba, Shmini Asera, Simchastera. Altogether, this is called Zman Simchasenu, the time of our joy, the most joyous Yom Tov and week, or nine days of the year, and really the time when we're able to draw the energies of Simcha for the entire year. This Yom Tov has a number of mitzvahs connected to it. There's the mitzvah of eating in the sukkah and spending time in the sukkah. There's the Esther Galulov. There's the Simcha Simchas Beis HaSheva. But yet, the name of the Yom Tov is Sukkot, which tells us that the primary mitzvah of this Yom Tov is the mitzvah of sitting, eating, spending time in the sukkah for this entire Yom Tov. Um, so one quick message about the sukkah. First of all, from a halachic angle, there's an interesting difference between sukkah and all the other mitzvahs, or most other mitzvahs. And that is, the Pasuk says, You should uh, spend time, you should live in a sukkah for seven days. And it goes on to say, So that the generations should know, That in sukkahs, I had the Jewish people live, when I took them out of Mitzrayim, says Hashem. So that the Torah is telling us that the reason for the mitzvah of sukkah is so that we should know about the fact that we lived in sukkahs when we left Mitzrayim. In the Gemara, interestingly, there is a question, a debate amongst the sages of the Mishnah. Um, which sukkahs are we referring to? Are we, are we referring to literal huts that the Jewish people lived in um, when they left Mitzrayim and they journeyed in the desert? Or are we referring to the heavenly clouds that surrounded them? And that's the accepted opinion. The accepted opinion in Halacha is the opinion that the sukkah is in, to commemorate the heavenly clouds that surrounded us as we journeyed from Mitzrayim for the 40 years in the desert. But what's interesting is that most mitzvahs, the Torah doesn't say the reason explicitly for even mitzvahs, and there are some mitzvahs that we don't know the reason altogether, even mitzvahs that we do know reasons for, typically the Torah in the Chumash doesn't say the reason for it. But here, very clearly, the Torah says that I'm giving you this mitzvah to spend time in the Sukkot, so that the generations should know and remember that you dwelled in those Sukkot, in those heavenly clouds when you left Mitzrayim. So according to the Paiskim, according to the Allahic authorities, this mitzvah is very important to have the proper kavana when we do the mitzvah. In other words, whereas in most mitzvahs, whereas in most mitzvahs the kavana, the intention, is secondary. So we do the mitzvah and that's the way we fulfill a mitzvah. And then you can always add kavana. When it comes to sukkah, the idea of remembering why we're doing this and to actually think about why we're doing it becomes a part of the actual doing the mitzvah itself. Um, one of the early Svarim in Halacha is called the Tur, written by Rabbi Yaakov Balaturim some 800 years ago, 700 years ago. And he talks about this. He says that when it comes to Sukkot, you have to do the mitzvah and remember in having the intention. And then, then there's an actually a very interesting Halachic debate amongst the great early Halachic authorities. What is the primary intention we're supposed to have? According to one opinion, one might argue this, the more simple opinion, or 
more seems more obvious, is that we're supposed to remember the miracle of the Anani HaKovid, the miracle of the clouds, of the heavenly clouds that surrounded us. We sit in the sukkah, we're performing Hashem's mitzvah, and we're remembering that Hashem surrounded us with the heavenly clouds. That's one approach, and that's the approach of Rabbi Yosef Cairo, the author of the Shulchan Aruch, that's the approach of the uh, Taz, and other great poskim. On the other hand, there is other poskim, like the Bach um, and the Magen Avram. I'm not going to tell you now who, who wrote each sefer, but these are great poskim. And they say no. The idea here is not to remember the clouds. The idea is to remember Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Because when we, think, when we talk about the fact that when we left Mitzrayim, we were surrounded by heavenly clouds, what we're really remembering is Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So here we have a halachic difference if when we're sitting in the sukkah and we're thinking about what this is about, so opinion number one says that it's about um, remembering the, the miracle of the heavenly clouds, whereas opinion number two is that we're remembering that we were surrounded by the heavenly clouds when we left Mitzrayim, and therefore we're really remembering Yitzhak Mitzrayim, the exodus of Egypt, Zech Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Um, important to know that the Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya, in his Shulchan Aruch, he rules with the opinion that we're really remembering Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So that, of course, the sukkah represents the heavenly clouds, but it's there in order to remind us of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, of leaving Mitzrayim. So the Alter Rebbe is ruling here with the opinion of the Magna Avram, the opinion of the Bach, that the idea here is to remember Yitzhak Mitzrayim leaving Egypt. That's a halachic point. Be that as it may, whether we're remembering the actual mits- the actual miracle of the heavenly clouds, or we're remembering the miracle of leaving Egypt, either way, the vehicle that we're using to remember is by sitting in a sukkah, which is commemorative of those heavenly clouds. The sukkah surrounds us, just like those heavenly clouds surround us. And therefore the question becomes, why is it specifically this miracle that Hashem did for us that we're commemorating here? After all, when we left Egypt, when we left Mitzrayim, there was a number of miracles. There was the miracle of the Mon. There was the miracle of the well of Miriam. So why is it that from the various miracles that Hashem did for us when we left Mitzrayim, so the one that was chosen in the Torah for us to commemorate here in this Yom Tov is the one that commemorates the heavenly clouds. Additionally, there are commentators who ask another question. We know the heavenly clouds surrounded them, not just around them, not just above them, but there was a cloud that went beneath them as well. A cloud on the ground. According to some, there was also a cloud that went in front of them. And they were there in order, they were traveling in a dangerous desert, and these clouds, they killed any types of scorpions or any snakes or anything dangerous on the ground. Um, they made the ground even for them. So when we're making a sukkah, and this is a question that's asked by the, uh, the commentator Rebbe Mizrahi on the Chumash, why don't we have to make in the sukkah some type of a floor, some type of a bottom to the sukkah, a carpet or something, to commemorate the clouds that surrounded us also on the bottom, which had a very unique purpose. So we have here two questions. Firstly, why don't we commemorate, uh, why don't we use other miracles of Yitzhak Mitzrayim and commemorate them like the Mon or like the Well of Miriam? And secondly, in the sukkah itself, why don't we have some type of a bottom to our sukkah? 
to commemorate that the heavenly cloud was on the bottom as well. And in a very beautiful sicha, the Rebbe explained the following. He says, there's a difference between miracles that Hashem made for us that were a necessity to save us versus a miracle that Hashem makes for us just to make it easier and more comfortable for us. When it comes to giving us the man or to giving us the, uh, the well of Miriam, this was an absolute necessity uh, in order for us to live. We were traveling in the desert. If we wouldn't have food, if we wouldn't have water, Klal Yisrael would perish. In a sense, that's a miracle that Hashem had to do for us. Had to do meaning, He took us out of Mitzrayim, He wants to bring us to, to uh, the Matan Torah, and then to Yisrael, so we can't have them die in the desert. So therefore, there are such miracles that are there, that are necessary to save Klal Yisrael. When it comes to the heavenly clouds, the Pasuk says, that was there to, so that we shouldn't have to travel in the sun. It shouldn't be too hot. Gave us shelter, gave us shade. Shade and shelter from the sun is not an absolute necessity. It's more of something for comfort. When Hashem does a miracle for us that's not a necessity, just for comfort, that's an expression of love. Love says, I'll do anything for the one who I love, just to make them feel better, just to make them more comfortable. Not only to take care of their absolute necessities. When it comes to Sukkot, we're celebrating Hashem's love for us. And therefore we celebrate it by, by commemorating the miracle that was an expression of just love. An expression of just giving to us as a loving parent gives their children just to make them happier, just to make them more comfortable. So whether we're ultimately trying to remember leaving Mitzrayim or we're remembering this miracle itself, the miracle that we're using to remember what Hashem did for us is the miracle that expresses His love. And that also answers the question why we don't have that additional um, wall or that additional um, something under, underneath us um, just like the heavenly clouds or something that traveled underneath them. Because that that traveled underneath was to kill scor- scorpions and snakes. That was a necessity. That was to save their life. And we're not trying to commemorate miracles of necessity. The sukkah is to commemorate the miracle of love as we explain. And this fits perfectly with, with this that the Arizal writes that the sukkah represents the divine embrace. In fact, he says, halachically, a sukkah really only has to have two full walls and one and a third wall, just a part of it. And he says that the two full walls and the part wall is like the three parts of a person's arm. You have the part from the shoulder until the elbow, then the elbow till the wrist, and then you have the hand, which is only a little piece. So the sukkah really is a picture of two arms, I'm sorry, the two parts of the arm plus the hand, and that's the way we embrace someone. We put our arm and hand around them. And the sukkah, after we went through Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, is Hashem's embrace to us, Hashem showing us His love, and that's why we celebrated commemorating this tremendous nace of Hashem, which was an expression of His love for Klal Yisrael. And when we're able to experience that love and feel that love, and be able to inspire that within ourselves as well, that love back to Hashem, that brings us the ultimate simcha, the simcha zman simcha seinu, the time of our happiness, the time of our joy. Hashem should give each and every one of us the ability to celebrate Sukkot properly, celebrate it with a tremendous feeling of simcha, the joy of being a Yid, the joy of being connected to Hashem, the joy of going through Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and coming into this time of that embrace when we leave our homes and, and go outside into the Sukkah, into Hashem's arms, 
and to be able to draw from that chizuk and strength and simcha for the entire year following. Have a wonderful Yom Tov.